0: Welcome to Lazy Superfan Podcast, Episode 18, Star Trek
1: Beyond. Hello, and welcome to Lazy Superfan Special, Star Trek. 50th birthday, happy birthday. I'm Luke.
0: I'm Josh. And I'm Toby.
1: Uh, Star Trek. Star Trek Beyond. Beyond. Beyond what?
0: Has it only been 50 years?
1: Yeah. Is that not enough? Okay. No,
0: frankly, it's not.
1: Well, wow. Doctor Who had its 50th a few years back. Well, that's not relevant.
0: <laughs> Let's never speak of that again. Okay, right, yep.
1: Moving on. Star Trek
2: Beyond. <laughs> Beyond
0: what? <laughs> it's the third... <laughs> Thunderdome. It's the
2: third movie... <laughs> it's the third movie in the new Star Trek trilogy that was uh, rebooted in 2009. It stars Chris <laughs> oh,
1: <okay. laughs> alright what did we think uh, it wasn't great yeah, that's right.
0: <laughs> yeah it was uh, it was one of those films that just left no mark on me whatsoever
1: Well
2: wait a minute yeah alright go on
0: <laughs> like I mean <laughs> were you gonna
1: take issue with that like, no, I, I remember
0: at the time I watched it and I was like yeah you know what and I still believe that, like, of the three modern Star Treks, I think it's the one I like most. Yes. But the second one, I cannot remember a thing about, except no. that I didn't like it. Mm. And the first one felt very generic as well. Yes. So, you know, it wasn't exactly... It didn't have far to reach to get across the line.
2: No, they're not bad. Is this...
0: The second one, I think, is actually just bad. A bad movie. The first one is kind of enjoyable, but mindless.
1: Right. Can we talk just for a second about our our backgrounds? Yes. Toby, are you a... Would you call yourself a Star Trek dude? No.
0: But... That's not to say that I hate Star Trek, or I hate people who watch Star Trek, or that... I can't
1: believe you hate Star Trek.
0: Or that I don't get it, or that I wouldn't enjoy it if I did watch it. I just haven't watched it.
2: And you've expressed interest in... Like, when you hear about Next Generation and stuff like that.
0: Well, I like the themes of the show. Like, I have an understanding of what Star Trek can be. Mm. But I I don't know. I can't honestly say that I'll ever watch a Star Trek.
2: <laughs> God, the stupid shows you watch and you're not going to watch Star Trek The Next Generation.
1: Not even Star Trek Deep Space Nine or Star Trek Voyager or Star, or Star Trek Star Trek, Enterprise. Star Trek The Animated Series or the upcoming Star Trek Discovery? Would you give Discovery a go?
0: I don't know.
1: Oh, God. What about the ten movies before Star Trek 2009?
0: I've seen uh, Sir... <laughs> <laughs> <swear>. Sir Lancelot. <laughs> I saw the one with the Borg and they shot their wad into Earth <laughs> and tried to stop space flight through, uh...
1: I think that was the porn parody. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Uh-oh.
1: Was that Star Trek First Contact? Yes. That's First Contact. That's the, the, the second of the of the uh, Patrick Stewart movies. Generation movie. They're all bad, right? Uh, yeah. First Contact is the best. Uh, and I still don't hate that movie, but the others are shit. Anyway...
0: <laughs> so that's my background. background. I know um, nothing.
1: Star Trek is. Um, I I would
2: say Star Trek is quite formative for me. I watched the Next Generation with my uh, dad and an older brother. Like I've very er, very early m- memories of watching it and singing along to the the theme song. Uh, and 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 I've watched it all, but I've only recently going back now and and
1: rewatching it all again. Hmm. Um, Just
0: quickly, are there any words in the theme song? No. Oh.
1: Josh was a very imaginative boy, <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, and so yeah, and I I've, I adore it. Like going back and watching Next Generation, and I love it. I think it's so good, and I think it's so. I I love the world, and I love what it represents, and I love how sort of unique it is amidst a myriad of of futures that are bleak and awful, and everybody's terrible and.
1: Yes, well that was the idea of of Star Trek which uh in 1966 were uh, the the Vietnam War was raging, the, the, you know, civil rights was uh was sort of uh, movement was in full swing. Things were looking pretty bleak. So it it wasn't that um people were, you know, trying to imagine this this future that was that was so uh unlikely because you know the way things are now it's just imagining that we can be better like we we can all work together and we should try and strive for better and have this utopian future one day yeah that's the the core idea that humanity will will band together and then you and then uh in the all the shows in the movies uh they're surrounded by aliens who who sort of embody different you know vices of uh, and faults of of humanity, as as you know, as we know them in in the in the real world. Yes. So in the future, humans are perfect, and human society is perfect, and all the aliens are wrong. But they um, really just kind of mirror us. So. Yeah, that sounds troublesome. So they they have all the problems, and humans are just awesome.
2: And I've watched all of um, Star Trek
1: Voyager. I haven't watched um,
2: Deep Space Nine. I used to love Voyager, but it, but I've heard that it's like fairly, it's like not well regarded amongst the sort of. Yeah. Um. I haven't gone back. I, I will go back and watch it. But everybody's like, "Deep Space Nine's amazing," and I've never bothered. But I will. So yeah. I, I would definitely consider myself, um, a Star Trek fan. I probably can't like claim to Trekkie. Like I don't have enough. Ooh. Like I don't have. I, I feel like to be a Trekkie, I need to know background. Right. You know what I mean? Like I was talking to someone. They were like, I mentioned. I was like, you know, the cloaking technology. That seems like something federation should really
1: look into and this person oh no, like, it was banned by the treaty of algeron Josh.
2: <laughs> but i, I was uh, this person was the tricky and this, yep. this person was like oh there is actually a
1: subsect of
2: the federation that is actually uh investigating and researching and developing that and i was like oh i didn't know that but anyway
0: that may not be true <laughs> maybe that's wrong josh has told us a false no lie. no
2: that's the story is real i don't know if that person's right anyway
0: do not know that person's real. I I
2: would I would like to, I would like to call myself a Trekkie, but I don't know,
1: people. You know, I don't know if I can lay like, claim to it. As well, so. Right. And Luke. Uh yeah, I would probably I think... say I would probably self-identify as a Trekkie. I grew up watching it, same as you, Josh, singing along. Uh no, there's <laughs> no words. Yeah, you can still sing? Except for the uh the intro to Enterprise. It's been
2: a long time
1: which is just a baffling choice to take an existing pop song and uh, anyway getting uh, from and I think that song is actually used in the end credits of Little Mermaid 2. Oh. So that you know it's got a it's got a it's got a lineage. Okay. Uh it's got a history. Uh yeah, so I watched Next Generation and Voyager and a little bit of of Deep Space 9 which I I'm, I'm in the middle of watching now and you've gone back you've
2: watched the original series yeah
1: i started from just just recently the original series and watched all that then got through seven seasons of next gen and now i'm in season two of deep Deep space nine then i'll do voyager and enterprise just watching them in release order before the new series next year
2: okay
1: um and yeah i love all the old Movies. Well, you know, with the, with the Shatner era, as as they say, every odd number is shite <laughs> and should and should be avoided. Um, but you know, it's still because I just like the adventures with with the gang. Yeah. These are all characters that that you like. Um, so you know, I love I love spending time with them, and I'm i I play Star Trek Online avidly, which probably cements my yeah. Well, the fact kingdom. that you've reached max level on an MMO and it's something neither Toby or myself have ever done
0: yeah it's pretty intense level
1: 60 boy I can't get enough of that <laughs> I can't get enough of that game is the end game content good um yeah it's alright well they <laughs> they they keep like that game has been going since 2010 and they they just brought out uh, another expansion pack so they're they're still um it's yeah, free to play in which you go through time oh yeah it is free to play um <laughs> Have I spent money on buying extras? Who can say? <laughs> <laughs> That's how they get you. Uh, yeah. So I, I love all of it. So I was, I was, you know, not being such a huge fan of, of the Abrams verse, uh, it's officially designated as the Kelvin timeline. <laughs> thank you very much. Uh, not That a hu- was my next question, not, so thank you. Not a huge fan, um... So, but I, I I went and saw Beyond at IMAX. I was like, I'm going to watch it on a big screen. It'll be loud and it'll, that'll be the best way that I can imagine seeing it.
2: Fair enough. I think, yeah, I'm not, I'm not huge on the Abrams one, but they're, they're well-made movies. I mean, I've only seen Into Darkness, I think, twice, and I really just can't remember it. All I remember is the things I didn't like.
0: Punching. Yeah. The punching? Copious punching.
2: And I didn't like... I remember at the time being really drawn into that scene where they just did Spock's death and they just flipped it. Oh, I remember at the time just going, "Oh, this is—you know—I'm so involved." And then I remember thinking about it later, like that's the laziest
1: thing ever.
0: Yeah, that was the cheapest moment in any of no, the. No, but Kirk died,
1: and he wasn't in the new movie. <laughs> So that was a big deal,
2: <laughs> and then Vol- then Spock was angry and ran after the man who punched him and got his blood.
1: Yeah, and ha- having <laughs> having him going, no, my name is, is uh, John Harrington or, or whatever he said. Then he was goes, Harrison, no, we close. no, my name is Khan, and to basically do this soft remake of what is regarded by far as the best Star Trek movie ever. I mean. Like, that's ambitious. It's so loved. Um, and it's a really good movie. And to kind of choose that to remake? Oh, boy. They... That was just a bad choice. Yeah, and That was not a good such movie.
0: a terrible moment when he said, I am... You might know me by another name. I'm Khan. Or whatever he said. Doesn't yeah. matter. And to the casual observer, I was just like, what? Yeah. So it's like the people that were the biggest fans you've actively pushed away because yeah. you're you know taking their favorite resource mm. and screwing with it and the casual observer has no idea what you're talking about there's
1: no resonance because in the original series in the 60s show you meet Khan on the on the SS Botany Bay and then in 1982 he comes back as a villain in the movie which I thought was such a great idea with the same actor and everything it was really cool so in the the Kelvin timeline, um, <laughs> he goes, "My name is Khan." And because we saw the first Enterprise mission, they have never met Khan before, so that doesn't resonate. Oh, that's right. Then they yeah. cut
2: back to um, <laughs> they get they get Spock and they get um, yeah, Leonard right. Nimoy in
1: to go, "Oh, uh,
2: this is why the audience should care." Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just we,
0: like for real,
1: guys. We met him and it was an asshole, but we blew him up and it was fine. <laughs>
2: It's like one of the most nefarious is one of the most nefarious villains that we had, uh, tenacious villains we had ever encountered. Or something.
1: It was a bit of a problem for a movie, but it, like we we handled it. It was okay. Uh, so I just punched you punched so,
0: him.
2: That's the thing. Like, I, I, and, the, and going to like the first Star Trek. I think the first like ten minutes, the the openings is of the first Star Trek two thousand nine, are really good. Like, I, I like it's funny. I watched that, and I still get caught up in the emotion of that scene. I think, I don't mm. know, like, I think it's a really well done, That's just,
1: just a well done opening, and they're a
2: good, there's good action, you know, and it's well yeah, shot. Yeah, that
1: was, that was, that was very exciting. Yeah, that was a, yeah. That first sequence with, with George Kirk, uh, played by, um. Old mate Chris Hemsworth. Hemsworth, who's, they say is coming back for the next movie. What? Because he's popular. So they'll, they'll do like a time travel stupid thing. Oh. It's a dumb idea. That's, yeah. If it involves
0: the Borg, I'm down. Otherwise, in the bin. We'll uh,
1: talk about the Borg. No. I don't know if we will, but... <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, we just did, so... There drink. we go, yeah. Shout out. <laughs>
0: borg.
1: Um, borg. We <laughs> were just saying Borg a lot,
0: borg. so I just want to say yeah.
2: Borg. So, yeah, the first movie, I don't know, like... It, the, the It's it's good. It's, it's fine, you know? But then I think Into mm. Darkness really sort of just
0: yeah, the first movie was like it had a plot, you know, yep. always handy. Uh, the characters had reasonable arcs. And it who? just, uh, it suffered from some big old plot holes to do with time. Oh. And yes. it had a, a ridiculous amount of filler in it.
2: The, the, the performances are good. And that's probably the best thing about this the, the, the Kelvin universe is probably just the performances. Like The actors are yeah. good and they get on well with each other. And I think Chris Pine is really good. I think Zachary Quinto is especially good. Um And I always really enjoy seeing him um, do his thing. So all this stuff is sort of there. And then I think the problems I had with um Star Trek 2009 sort of culminated in this sort of fissure in Into Darkness. Mm-hmm. And then I think... The parts that I liked about two thousand and nine Star Trek um were all amplified in beyond, which is the latest one mm. um, which was you know it's not <laughs> we're missing those core things that make Star Trek so beautiful these to me you know those yeah. those things, but we're still getting a fairly well made uh, it's, a, it's it's a pretty well made action movie um, yep. and I think the characters behave in ways that make sense um. And they behave they behave in thinks. I think this is probably Kirk's best movie in terms of just the character. Yeah,
1: they give him a bit more to do because in the the, the William Shatner Kirk is you know when people think of him, a lot of people will think of him wrestling that that stupid gone, Uh <laughs> If you if you do a YouTube search for worst fight scene ever, like that'll that'll yeah. come up. And or like being a womanizer, but in in the movies, especially in, in Wrath of Khan, he was quite somber. He was getting older. Yeah, he's you know, um, he needs glasses because he can't you know see as 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 well. And you know, Spock dies and everything. So he's and and then his son dies and all the, and all this other stuff. So he's he's much more somber. And we see in the in an early scene in in Beyond that he's. You know he's he's thinking about his dad on on the anniversary of his death and and that stuff. So we we get to see a bit of a different dimension, even if it's just a little.
2: Yeah, I think you know, the the scene with um him and um bones in the in that sort of bar Ooh. is really quite good. Um, just you know just these kind of nice sort of character moments that just gave yeah. him a bit more depth. You know. Yeah. Um, that he's, he's beyond... not just trying
1: to have sex with the alien. Beyond the, gr- all the Oh, time. it's
2: that green girl. Everyone knows he had sex with the green girl.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, it didn't feel like it was trying to be beholden to anything that audiences knew. Like, whereas mm. there were kind of these deep-cut references in Star Trek 1, and especially Into Darkness.
2: <laughs> Not so much references. <laughs> so much
0: as the plot. <laughs> and just uh, yeah.
2: whole scenes. In, yeah. Stealing
1: shit wholesale.
0: <laughs> it's an homage. Whereas in this, it felt like it was, it was a much more earnest film. Uh it was much more subdued in the plot, I thought. Like, it was much more... Well, until the end, it was much more contained. I think, um... Yeah. The first half of the movie, at least, was just, like... It was very obvious, like, we're going out on this expedition, it's going to take five years. He's go, that actually sounds like something the Starfleet would do. <laughs> yeah. So they did all that, and... Yeah. It just felt like very standard stuff, and then the way the plot developed... And the bad guys turned up. You just go, yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah, like... more than other films where it's like you know, a black hole opens up and people don't know that their planets have been blown up. You go, whoa, <laughs> S- take a back a step. I think. Or someone's going, I'm not <laughs> I think
2: the. In all three movies, a common thread is the villains suck. Yep. And this. Oh, uh, the first one.
0: Yeah, they all suck.
2: I <laughs> I know what you mean. I think a probably of Aussie the... talent there. I think of the three. Yeah, Aussie, yeah. Of, of the three, he's the closest thing to to,
1: halfway decent, right? But they're all dudes who want revenge. They are all dudes. Boring!
2: Are- and... Oh, God.
1: So, <laughs> so he's... <coughs> but at least he was the
0: first one.
1: Yeah. So, this... <laughs> he's
0: got that going for him. Yeah.
1: This new guy, I can't even remember his name. Bad. Quad. <laughs> Bad Quad. It was a Starfleet (laughs) captain whose ship crashed on the planet. And then he turns into a lizard monster. (laughs) And then he...
0: Because of nanotechnology? Mm,
1: Because of whatever. So then he discovers brown dust which eats people. And he wants to go into this uh, uh, ultra-futuristic Starfleet space station, or Federation space station, This, this beautiful big snow globe. And then put (laughs) put put the brown dust into a big engine. Kill the people.
0: Put in the air conditioner.
1: Yeah, and then use take over the space station and then use it uh, to do something because it's because it's it's high tech and he'll take over the galaxy. It's
2: really annoying. It's
1: like
0: what it's one thing it had going for was that even his goals felt more subdued like it wasn't I'm gonna blow up the universe Uh, he just wanted to hurt Starfleet that was his goal for forgetting him he's just like I'll make you remember me yeah and that that was kind of it that's so
1: dumb I mean like (laughs) hey it it would be one thing if if they were like oh sorry we we can't send a, a rescue team to pick you up. There's like black holes or some crazy risk. There's a and sorry it's it's too dangerous. You're only a small crew. We can't. We,
0: oh yeah, that we, was absolutely stupid.
1: We turn our back on you. That'd be like oh shit. He should get revenge. Like if they knew he was there, they'd go get him. He turned into a lizard and no one knew. Like he's. Plan was stupid, and he like once he got onto the space station, like they could just take it back. It was also Ooh, the yeah. same.
2: There um, is also like, uh, Into Darkness has Khan landing on a po- very populated place, running around, and then they, they fly in a thing and they fight. Yeah. And I was like,
1: oh, he's sort of just done. This is the same in Beyond. And then they they mm. have the super ship that he takes over. You know, the USS Vengeance, and then so
0: this instead of a
1: super ship. Didn't that in the first station. Well?
0: There was like the laser, the mining laser yeah. that blew up San Francisco nearly. The
1: Narada was a mining ship, and they're like, well, I'll mine in San Francisco.
0: Well, some mining ship? Jesus
1: Christ. Yeah.
0: Like, what were you mining for? And
1: why does it look like Sauron lives <laughs> there? It's so pointy. Why do you need so many spikes?
2: Yeah, exactly. the spikes do? Anyway, so it's like, and it's really annoying because th- there's actually. The content is already there to do a good villain. Like if you yeah. don't don't hide the, hide the fact that he was an ex Starfleet was so stupid. Why make him a lizard monster? Just have him just have it revealed early on. He's a Starfleet guy who like prized. He was a, this military um, hero, and maybe Starfleet has to is um, forging a new alliance with a new race. But this guy committed some atrocities against them, Ooh. and they can't go get him because. Uh, it, it'd be like a p- political inc- incident and so they genuinely abandon him I have all that stuff and you go oh okay I'm there
0: if anyone's reasoning for what happened in that film was genuine like staff actually did something bad against this guy yeah. then the whole thing you know, that ma- it works much better and don't make him a lizard <laughs> So, yeah.
1: So when there's uh, Uhura looking at, at the, 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 the video footage and she's staring at going, Oh my God, look! And then she sees him and you go, he used to be a human. And the audience shrugs. Yeah. Violently.
0: I remember that moment when it was like her doing the playback of the footage. I was watching her, what am I looking for?
1: Yeah. And I was like, oh, there must be something really cool. He, yeah. This bad quad used to be uh, Ben Lexington. And you go, um... Oh.
0: So, <laughs> so what's he gonna do? Have
1: we met him before? Oh, no.
0: It's like, yeah, it's just like the last, I don't know, half hours are dedicated to trying to explain why this guy's bad as quickly as possible. I'm gonna possibly. kill
1: everyone uh, with this brown dust and take over the space station. Does the space station does, does it have weapons? Is that yeah. why? Yeah. Uh, no, I don't think so. It's got beautiful, manicured gardens. <laughs> and it's like,
0: yeah, this space station is like, essentially, I don't know how big you'd say, like a, a city in a globe. Oh, it's, it seems like, like a, it's colossal. a gargantuan city. Yeah. You go, why does it have one central air conditioning system? If you put something bad in there, it goes everywhere. Guaranteed. (laughs) You can't lock off a section. You can't even just go, oh, we're going to turn off the air con for a couple of hours while we sort out this business.
1: I think that was, I mean, it was co-written by Simon Pegg and I think he just took that Star Wars love and just said, "Yeah, big ball with some central core. Yep, we'll just do that.
0: (laughs) And it was weird as well because the film up until that point I felt like it felt much smarter than the previous films where a lot of small things had good payoffs.
2: yeah the, the, re- the, the, the reasons the res- the way things were resolved was was all preempted yeah which I
1: really li- which I really liked yeah something- having that, that that little weird mate of, of Scotty have a cold that they could like melt metal they use that even though it's kind of a clumsy payoff. Yeah. It's a payoff. Like there were the, some
0: better ones, like the necklace. The necklace of the no, armor. I don't think that was better. <laughs> <laughs> or the that weird... Like, uh, that girl had the traps set up around her camp, yeah. and they ended up using one of those to big effect also, later. And um, then
2: the music later on. Like, she says she yeah. likes that, and then that's... that. Like, all these things, all these problems were resolved. It wasn't just, oh, by the way... <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, like, you know, you can't just... Bust out a bit of sabotage in the middle of the film and hope yeah. it's going to fly. Um
2: And I, I, I quite liked that. What was the name of that character, the girl? The, the, not Not Bad Quad. Little the white skin. She looked like Quan Chi a bit.
0: Quan Chi, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it was Quan Chi. Quan Chi. S-H-E.
2: Two syllables. Raja. Well, something like that.
1: I don't remember.
2: But it, I li- I, li- I, remember I, th- going I think
0: that kind of speaks to the problems of the film.
2: Yeah, I thought she was alright. She was pretty cool. She was
0: a good character, but yeah. Some things weren't <laughs> given enough importance, yeah. and too much importance was placed on other things instead. M-
1: my favourite thing about that is, at the end of the movie, they didn't know what to do with her, and they said, Oh, we pulled some strings. You've been accepted to Starfleet Academy. She goes... Oh, good. (laughs) Thank you. I'll go there now. (laughs) They just had no idea. She was just sitting on the couch by herself, drinking, and go, Oh, are you drunk? And she said, "Uh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
2: Yeah, there was...
1: um... When the movie started, I thought we were in big trouble because that opening scene was really bad.
0: Oh, yeah. I was trying oh, to Oh, yeah, that.
1: when uh, Kirk is in that that room, there's all those little He, he c- talks to c- the CGI. Goblin King?
0: I don't know. That was really bad. It really reminded me of The Hobbit. You go, <laughs> this <laughs> weird monster with googly eyes and a really inappropriate voice that yeah. is somehow overacting despite being a CGI creation. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: one of those things where you look at it and go, uh, that's not such <laughs> yeah. a... Yeah, I mean, but, I know this is different but uh, that's not Star Trek it's, it's not Star Trek and it, you know, he gets back they beam him up
2: and there's like three of them come with him and you just start kicking him around and he's just like and, they, and like watch it's a far cry from watching Picard who's this like regarded in in the world as this pretty almost legendary diplomat like yes. as, the, as the series goes on um, and watching kind of Chris Pine as Kirk just kind of go woo!
0: Yeah, he didn't just start an incident, he incited a war in the first <laughs> scene and then it's dropped. Yeah. Like nothing happened.
1: Even, even the Shatner Kirk wouldn't have been that dumb about it. Like, <laughs> mm. he would have taken it a bit more seriously because he, he gives up. He's like, oh, no, they needed, they wanted to give you this great gift and you just like didn't Want to be there, yeah. And then, he's like, if if not
0: do... the event itself, and certainly the aftermath,
2: yeah. And he's like, You saw this thing that's like this, this uh, treasure to this people or whatever. Yeah, and which, he was, well, which it's...
1: becomes the big plot point.
2: He's like, Put him in the put it in the vault. You know, what, do you, mm. what do you mean,
0: put it in the, the thing?
2: All right,
1: whatever. So that scene sucked
0: just pure <laughs> crap.
1: And that's what Big Quad came back to, to steal, <laughs> and then the, a lady hit it in her crab head. Hide <laughs> this in your crab head, Ensign. Yes, Captain. So is this, so this is the um, is this the best of the of the new Star Treks to you, Luke? Yeah, but it's not great. Yeah, no, this movie speak, is. For all three, the biggest weakness has been this dumb villain. Yeah, <laughs> this dumb revenge plan.
0: Absolutely.
1: Yeah, I mean, like uh, that's why I'm really
2: excited for Discovery because I, I want to get back to sort of what I think Star Trek is at its core. And I, yes. I, I think we're getting. I think we're like I can I understand why these new Star Treks are just these big action movies. Like mm. I get it. Uh, I get it in the time you know. Like nobody, <laughs> the, the the kind of Star Trek that I wanted to see wasn't gonna sell. Wasn't gonna make millions of dollars. You know,
0: Star Trek what it is now, it isn't what's needed. Like it's not needed in the. It's just more kind of. I wouldn't say brainless, but simple action. Yes. But it's what's wanted, so that's why it gets made.
1: Yeah, right. Let's not forget that, aside from these three new movies, uh, the highest-grossing Star Trek film uh, in the old series, including both the Will Shatner and um, Patrick Stewart movies, was Star Trek IV The Voyage Home, in which there was no villain there was just this probe coming to Earth which needed to talk to whales, and in the future, whales were extinct. So they're like, we need to get whales from the past. And that's the plot. <laughs> so they go to 20th century Earth to, to steal some whales, and that's the movie. And it made crazy money. So you can do it where there's not some revenge stories. this weird space probe that doesn't actually talk. Oh, not doesn't saying... that
0: completely rip apart the Prime Directive? No. Explain.
1: The Prime Directive is set up whereby you can't interfere with the development of pre warp capable worlds or civilizations or or civil wars of non federation worlds. So, because uh, there's an external threat threatening a federation world, i.e., Earth or Sol 3.
0: But they're going back to a time before they had warp technology.
1: uh, Yes, but it's still Earth. And So, so ba- they're not interfering. Basically, yes. They're not interfering with the development of Earth. They're going in on a covert mission to take two whales and come back. No no one knew about it. And also, like...
0: They took two whales. That's interfering. Oh, because this... Because That's probably why the whales went extinct in the first place. No, I but now problem.
1: in the future, there are whales. It's an environmental message. If you had a half a brain, you would know that. <laughs> Starfleet has got, like,
2: stealth bases on a bunch of... M- you know, non-federation. Ones. They're always they're always looking at them, going, "What's
1: going on down here?"
0: Yeah, stealing animals and making go extinct.
1: Uh, they saved Earth. They literally saved the whole planet. <laughs> It was gonna destroy the whole planet. Not my Earth. This probe was so pissed my off. Been ruined. So pissed off that it couldn't have a chat to whale. It comes back every now Kelvin and again. Kelvin timeline Earth. It was like, ooh, if I get to Earth and there's no whales, oh, I'm gonna tear it up. So what was this
0: probe? What was it gonna do if there were no whales? It was
1: gonna destroy Earth because it was. It was Wait, emi- isn't that the villain? It was emitting this. That sounds like a villain. No, but it's it's not a villain. It's just—it's more of a force of nature. It's—it's oh, right. it's not so much as a, a, a character saying, "I want revenge." It's—it was accidentally destroying Earth just because it's—it's emitting this signal. So, like the
0: crystalline entity. I'm just thinking of Space probe Seven.
1: Uh, it's yeah, it's—it's it's less like a, an old ride from uh, Wonderland <laughs> and more of a, of sort of a big
0: black so is it tube. Organic
1: with a soccer ball. Uh, we don't know. It's, it's not explained what it is or where it comes from. It's a villain. But the movie kicks ass. It's a good movie. So, what are you
2: hoping for out of um, Star Trek Discovery?
1: Um, well, I was kind of hoping it was going to be set. Because there was a rumour that it was going to be set between the last Shatner movie, which was Star Trek VI, and The Next Generation. Uh, starting is seventy-eight years. Uh, yeah, so it's like about seventy-two years. Um, there hasn't really been covered in the the canon, right. so I was really excited. There's there's a lot there's a lot that happened there, but now we know that it's set before the original series. Oh. It's set between Enterprise and the original series. Oh
2: uh, see. Uh, that was one of the things that bugged me watching Enterprise. That it t- it was so low tech at times. I was like, ugh.
1: Yeah, so this is going to be like that. But I love Brian Fuller. He was the the showrunner for Hannibal, one of my favorite right. shows, and um, he's done a lot of a lot of great stuff. And he's going to make it very progressive. It's going to be led by a, a, female. a, a female, not necessarily, uh, Yeah, something like a, a a lieutenant. She's not even. It's not no. even going to be following the captain. Oh, it's going to be different. a lower person for a change, and it's going to be very diverse. There's almost certain to be, you know, LGBT representation. Fantastic. Um, so, and I like the idea that it's, um, it's, it's not going to be. There was another rumor that it was going to be um, that each season would be a, a different story. That's right. not that's not happening. But I think every episode is going to be uh, from some kind of a different perspective, uh, possibly, which, which will be interesting. So I'm just hoping for classic Star Trek TV, right? Which, which for me is when Star Trek is, is at its best when they just take uh, a really interesting, uh, sort of a conundrum, a social issue and explore it and something that has no clear answer. And some of my favorite scenes in The Next Generation, they're just sitting in the briefing room and trying to figure out yep. something and, and, and this is something to, to ponder, which sounds really boring, but if you've got uh, brain, <laughs> it is, it, it, it can be really fascinating. All of these, all, all these, um, these, Amazing issues which are explored so well, which which mirror you know aspects of our own society.
2: Just, yeah, ethical and sort of philosophical discussion, and it, it's when it's also sort of applicable to sort of what's going on. You know, mm. the scenes in the next, uh, next generation where they're talking, where that guy has um, his ancestor was a Romulan, you know, his grandfather was a Romulan, as a point when he mm. lied on his Starfleet application, and there's that judge who's like uses that to just sort of hound him and yeah. just sort of demonize him. And it's, oh, and that is just so good. (laughs) And the um, episode with uh, Data, when they debate whether he's, has a sentence, it's season two. That's I think, I think a lot of people at the time, I think that sort of held up by fans as like when the show, you were like, oh, okay, Mm. this is, uh, (laughs) they've really got something here.
1: So yeah, I want to see stuff like that. For me, what I really want is all of that obviously and strong characters that I fall in love with and, and want to follow. That's for me that's that's that was the biggest sin of, of the show Enterprise, which chronologically in the timeline was set earliest. Um, you know, it was set before the old um, you know, Captain Kirk series and the characters just never resonated yeah. i'd never caught on and a lot of people felt the same and i think that's why it was ultimately cancelled
2: how many seasons did it get like four
1: yeah three or four that's pretty good for a show that was never doing that well but uh, ds9 and next gen got next seven, seven yeah. voyager got I think,
2: I think they got seven or six yeah like it was
1: very close i mean yeah the, the original star trek only got three but um yeah. It a different time back then. It was
2: indeed, yeah. Oh boy. Yeah, I'm interested to sort of see in Star Trek Discovery what sort of version of... how they would choose to represent humanity because it's been so long since we've seen the Prime Universe. Is that the... Yeah. <laughs> the Prime Universe, which is the Shatner and Picard and all that type of stuff. Yes. Like, how they choose... Like, you know, because there's that Gene Roddenberry um, vision of Season 1, Next Generation, where it was these notes about you can't have any interpersonal drama because... This type of stuff is not an issue anymore.
1: Yes, no, nobody grieves in the future. Because everyone accepts death. So when someone dies, no one gives a shit. <laughs> I mean, you can see where it's coming from, but it yep. makes for shitty TV. It does.
2: And so I'm interested to see, like, w- whether they sort of choose to embody those... Um, are we going to see humanity that's super relatable? Or is it going to have those sort of futuristic elements where certain sort of... Flaws, perhaps, in our psyche have been expunged entirely.
1: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see the tone. Will it yeah. be more adult like Battlestar Galactica, the 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 remake series? Will it be so so? It, it's funny because it'll be set in the years before the Captain Kirk series, and that was trying to be socially progressive, but it was very much, you know, of its time. Like Captain yeah. Kirk had basically a female secretary and and things things like that, but they they really were trying. So obviously this is set before, but it's going to be so much more progressive. So that they won't link up too well, I think. So maybe they'll just go they'll just go for it yeah. and and you know make it. Obviously, it won't be too adult. I think Brian Fuller has said that it's that it's going to be a little bit more edgy than than, okay. than we're used to, but. I think Star Trek is has always been a family show so I think it'll be walking a, a fine line as as I guess uh, next generation did you know working in storylines with data getting it on <laughs> things yeah. things like that like, R- Riker being
0: th- that is edgy as hell Riker
1: <laughs> being thirsty on that shit he every was weak like
2: he, he just goes for it any chance he can get yeah like he, there's a, a just recently this woman just started a whole new colony on this planet and he's just like okay you guys uh it's pretty cool life out here and she's like yeah i mean you guys are like explorers yep like the next <laughs> the next bit of dialogue is like i'm coming over to your house tonight and she's like you should come for dinner."
0: wait they went to a planet did you say Yep. and there was a lady there and, she was and he had weight. oh okay I was about to lose my mind. Oh no,
2: she's not Starfleet, but she's a human.
0: Alright, so Okay, so that's a it's a Federation <laughs> world. They yep, know about they... spaceships. Yep. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. I was about to it's all, ab-
1: it's all above board, mate.
0: Okay. I'm not convinced. I reckon I could poke holes all through this book. Oh dude you... it,
1: If it'll make you happy, everyone breaks the prime directive all the almost all the time.
0: Good. <laughs> Take that, Gene Roddenberry! <laughs> you have no legacy anymore. It was
2: probably a good Let wrap up the Star <laughs> Trek
1: episode with that. Wow, Toby's drunken rampage.
2: <laughs> will you? Will
1: you watch as a um,
2: the person who's um, had a terrible childhood um, watching? No Shout Pokemon, out! No Pokemon and no Star Trek. And only playing... I'm trying to
0: think of what I did do with all that spare time.
2: You played an inferior gaming system. You didn't have a Nintendo in your house. Shout out
0: to Sonic.
1: <laughs> um, so as a... Save it for the Sonic episode.
2: <laughs> so as a husk, um, are you going to watch... A literal husk, a, a little, a little husk
0: brought in by the Reapers to destroy the worlds of man.
2: <laughs> are you going to watch Star Trek Discovery?
0: Uh, I don't know, because oh God. <laughs> one of those things where I don't really know, like when you say it's set between Enterprise and the original series, my first thought was, aren't they the same thing? And I was like, oh, I guess not. So it's like my awareness is so low that, I don't know, it would, I might watch the first episode and see if it grabs me.
1: So you will watch it?
0: I might watch the first episode and see I, if it grabs me. I think me. because
1: it's been so long since the since um Star Trek Enterprise uh that it will be they'll make it um accessible for for new folk. The,
0: yeah, I'd probably treat it in the same way that I treat say Supergirl when we watch that. Yeah. Where it's like I'll give it a shot. Um I've heard you know, you hear about the publicity in the lead up to it like in Supergirl. You go, All right, it's about a female superhero which is great um, it's kind of it skirts gender issues whereas you know this has a diverse cast it's got a female lead as well so in those respects I'm interested but if it goes the same way that Supergirl did in that it's if I see even a hint of a freak of the week in the show I'm out if I see oh, can't if, all
1: just be arcs for days
0: you can it's exactly what it could be like, I'd like to see something in the episode that pertains to something greater than what is just shown in those episodes So you don't moments.
2: accept any kind of episodic format outside of some big, dumb arc... <laughs> <laughs> so you don't accept any episodic sort of format?
0: That's not what I said at all. No, you said... I said I would like something... That's what you said. Yeah, for- I said I would like something more than what is shown in the episode. Like, they go, alright here's what happened for this week, but here's something greater that we're building towards.
2: Yeah, you're cutting out some of the like, greatest television of all time, if, if that's your rule for what you will and won't watch.
0: It's not my rule for what I will and won't watch. It's my rule for if I'm going to care about this Star Was it Star Wars? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Go see a Star Wars.
0: It's my rule for if I'll care about this Star Trek, because that's what I want from this particular series. If it was a comedy like Seinfeld or whatever, I just want to laugh for half an hour.
2: But there are good dramas that do episodic stuff that doesn't particularly, like, pertain to a single arc over a
1: whole season.
0: Yeah, I'm not saying that the whole thing has to some be the in dedication to a single arc. Some of the best
1: next-gen episodes were one-offs. Yeah. Oh, my God. Buffy. Actually, the best episodes were one-offs. That's, I'll say That's
0: it. great. Not what I'm talking about, though.
1: It is. It's exactly what you're talking about. You should listen to Luke.
0: Thank you. <laughs> this has been Lazy Superfan. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh shit! All right. Well, we didn't really like. Oh no, it was all right. <laughs> Speaking about Star Trek, no, we it was.
1: It was stupid. I think I liked like it, brown it was stupid. Brown dust in the air conditioner, I don't care about that. Oh, but that's,
2: that's, that's... Okay, so the climax is bad. I mean, the, the
0: funny... final third of the movie's bad. Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, that's a everything... decent chunk of it. Oh, absolutely. Uh, everything up until they got off the planet, and you know, are like, oh my god, we have to warn the space station, except for, you know, revealing the villain. I thought the majority of it was handled quite well. Yeah. But the ending was so dumb and mundane that it really stripped away. Because it's like, if everything's building in service of something, it has to be good. Like, you can't just have, for the whole movie, it's like, oh my god, the mystery of this planet, why does everyone crash here? Well, how did this Stars fleet ship get here? Um, and then you go, oh, it's because the villain found nanites and lived forever. In lizard form, go. <laughs> yeah. What? How could we have possibly come to this conclusion? And
1: at the earlier on on the space station, when when he's talking to that admiral, uh, she's a commodore actually, and and she says, ah, oh, um, not even our most advanced ship has been finished yet. But huh, that kind of sticks out as weird. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, they're getting that ship, so the Enterprise is going to be destroyed. And that's what happened. <laughs> and then at the end, you see the most awkward shot that is staring at a wall. Obviously, the, the location for that end party was just... It seemed like...
0: It was a producer's pad in L.A.
1: Exactly. It, it just look, looked like nothing special at all. And they all set up at a wall and then cut to...
0: They had fancy glasses.
1: A CG shot of the ship being built. And then they did a time-lapse thing, and it looked so dumb. And that was... Yeah, <laughs>
0: that was so out of place, that time lapse at the end.
1: And the ship looked like the old one.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's super advanced, though. That's what's going to catch everyone off guard when they inevitably just fight more uh,
1: So what are the... I mean, I, I know that that happened in, in the old movies. The Enterprise got destroyed and, and they got a new one. But what are the stakes if the ship blows up and they go, oh, boy, here's another one that's better yeah. and it's a Lucky we go. just
0: finish this new one in time.
1: Oh, so it doesn't matter. Like, it, the, if a ship blowing up doesn't mean anything
2: yeah i liked it when it was when it was like being torn apart i was like oh wow okay this is serious yeah
1: but then yeah at the end it's like oh
0: don't worry about it. well, there's an opportunity to for the next film to go all right you blew up your ship like a pack of idiots <laughs> so you're all bound to this one planet for this film you all get a space cab. you're all
2: gonna drive around in the mako
0: oh no <laughs> actually i like them it's mako. a mass
1: effect joke Mass Effect Andromeda coming up. Oh, I'm very excited about it. I think mean, you play- it. you can't- put, you can't choose your
2: own race, though. You're a human.
1: That's alright, I am. Some of my best friends are humans.
0: <laughs> that one cuts... to the core. Oh. Where'd you want to be? To the core of my space station, filled
1: with brown dust, which killed a woman. <laughs> Star Trek Beyond, what do you give it out of ten, Luke? Four.
0: Why are we well, giving four. it marks?
2: <laughs> hey man, I'm just trying something different. <laughs> Four? Yeah. That's really bad. Four? Out of yeah. Ten. But I mean, wait. So what does like Star Trek 2009 get?
0: Four. <laughs> <laughs> see, the numbers thing doesn't work, yeah. especially when it's out of two. Asking Man into Darkness.
1: Would you get three? <laughs> uh. I didn't even get to the finish. All right. Boldly go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash lazysuperfan. Go to our, uh, boldly go to our Twitter page, uh, at lazysuperfan. Boldly go to our, um, Instagram, at lazysuperfan. Uh, space... The Final Frontier. These are the podcasts of me, Luke. I'm, <laughs> I've been Josh.
0: See you later, Space Cowboy. Toby. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for choosing Lazy Super Fan Podcast. Have a super duper day.